a safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome to the show. My name is Paris. Dr. Lori is away on vacation. She has been for two weeks. She's going to be back with you on Monday night. If you would like to connect with her between now and then, it's at Dr. Lori Batito on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can email her at Lori at DrLori.com. And also, she's having an event this Sunday. I'm going to tell you about it in a moment. But first, I'm going to tell you what's coming up during the hour. So we have been keeping Dr. Lori's schedule as is intact while she's been away. We've had a series of regulars on during the past two weeks and tonight is no different. We're going to be talking about sex, love and relationship in the news. I've got some research that I want to share with you guys. We're going to talk about the secrets of a great relationship. Earlier this week, we talked a little bit about age gaps in relationships, but I wanted to go further into detail because we had a whole bunch of texts we didn't get to and I would love, love, love to hear more of your stories. Um, I actually have a list of the 25 things that only couples with major age differences um, know. And also, how big of an age gap is too big in relationships? We're going to talk about that. I also want to discuss about rebounding. How soon is too soon to start a relationship after we break up. So all that and your stories coming up this hour and to join in the conversation here in studio with me is someone we have on very often when Dr. Lori's away on Fridays. Her name is Davison. She's a media producer and host. Uh, she's here for the whole hour. So are her viewers. So if you are a viewer of hers or if you would like to see the behind the scenes, she is live on your YouTube channel. That is correct. On Davison Video One. Yes, youtube.com slash Davison Video One. Absolutely. And if you want to see her on Instagram or TikTok, it's Davison Video. She's an early adopter of TikTok. There is a ton of content for you to see. Uh, what can people expect from your TikTok account, Davison? I did my makeup with $1,000, so in 100s on How TikTok. How do you do that? Basically, <laughs> I took the polymer bills, right? They're like plastic, and I rolled them up and just applied makeup to my face with 100s because How it's entertaining. How healthy is that? That is not prudent. Uh, it, it, is it healthy? I mean, I, I washed <laughs> off the bills, so... As, as clean as it can get. So the number is 514-800 to text in 514-790-0800 to join us by phone. If you want to share your secrets to a great relationship, we're going to start off with that. But first, I want to tell you guys about a really special event that's going on in Kirkland this weekend at the Kirkland Library. Dr. Lori has um, basically a talk that she's going to give on sex and love in the senior years. It's happening, like I said, this Sunday, September 29th at 2 p.m. It's in part of the celebrations for International Seniors Day and also the Journée de la Culture that's happening um, right now. And basically, the Kirkland Library is offering a series of great activities and conferences for seniors. There are documentary screening, conferences, uh, elder appreciation tea. There's tons of details on the Ville uh, de Kirkland website, the city of Kirkland's website. It's ville.kirkland.qc. .ca, click on services to citizens and then look at their fall 2009 calendar and you're going to find all the details. So we're going to start off talking about what makes relationships great. This is an article I found on Psychology Today 
And uh, it was really interesting because in addition to just just explaining basically what makes a great relationship, they had actually surveyed uh, some of the people from the site and they have a whole list of what they think or what these people who were surveyed say made their great relationships great, what differentiated them. And I'd love to know about yours relationships in if you think back to your most successful your happiest romantic relationship what part of it was it that made it so great Davison do you remember for you when it came when it comes to relationships if you look at the relationships you've had romantically if you look at the best one what made that one great the emotional connection Okay. Is that something you weren't able to find at the same level with other people? So repeat the first part again, because I, I unfortunately was dealing with my live stream. There's an issue with <laughs> okay. my live stream. So, so re repeat the, the... We'll do it for everyone. The text okay. number is 514-800. And the moment you think of it, text us and let us know what made your relationship great. Now, this portion is taken directly from Psychology Today. It says... Over the years, we've heard a lot of disenchanted people who have felt very pessimistic about their chances of creating a fulfilling long-term partnership. Some of the most common assertions have been, there are no good men or women out there who are not already taken, or I don't know anyone who has a great relationship and I'm not willing to settle for a mediocre one. We realized that reassuring people that in fact was possible wasn't going to be enough and decided to provide some evidence to back up our claim. And Psychology Today says we interviewed over 50 couples with exemplary relationships and heard their testimonies as well as their take on how they managed to create deeply fulfilling relationships. What do you think they said? I think that they said having similar interests, having a strong friendship, having a good uh, emotional connection, uh, having a similar vision of the future. That's what made for a quality relationship. Is that correct? So there's a bunch. We're going to go through the list. I'd love to hear what our listeners think at 514-800. So some of the lists, some of the items on the list are an awareness of the value of a fulfilling relationship, a commitment to give the time, energy, and care that the partnership requires, enlightened self-interest, trusting that what one invests in the well-being of their partner ultimately enhances the quality of their own life, Lifelong learning, a desire to learn from and apply the lessons that life experiences offer, a sense of one's life purpose that is separate but supported by their commitment to their relationship, responsibility, no blame. Are you agreeing with any of this? Yes, it's just, but it just seems like a, a bit of a laundry list. And I think every relationship is unique. I suppose there are some things, though, that are universal. Basically, they're, they're on the same page and they respect each other as individuals and are supportive of one another. That's See, what I'm getting from that. What I'm surprised is, I mean, we're going to go through the list some more. And I want to know what our listeners think as well. You can text us at 514-800. Tell us what you think made your greatest relationship great. It's interesting to me because I don't think this is a, a list like it's not numbered by importance. But further down the list, there's characteristic traits okay. that made the relationship great. And one of them is vulnerability relating to each other non-defensively. Yeah. And I just wonder if you can't have, like you said, it's a laundry list. If you cannot have vulnerability in a partnership. I feel like it's the unsafest kind of relationship. Yeah, it's a temporary relationship or you're two, uh, two isolated, two separate people that are never really connecting. So then why are you together? 
Not well, you, I'm I saying, think like... sometimes people, we know why, right? People yeah. are together for the sex. They're together because they're used to one another. That's they're actually together on the for list. security, but they're not together because they're truly on the same page and truly connecting. Another issue is codependency. Uh, but we're going to get to the rest of this list, and I want to hear yours, 514-800. Tell us what made your greatest relationship so great. You're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m. talking love, sex, and relationships. If you're just joining us, my name is Paris Mansuri. I'm sitting in for Dr. Lori while she's away. She's going to be back with you on Monday night. But tonight, it's you know the usual Friday night. We're talking about sex, love, and relationships in the news and your stories as well. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the show. My name is Paris. I'm sitting in for Dr. Lori, who's been vacationing. She's going to be back with you guys on Monday night. In studio with me tonight, we have media producer and host Davison. Um, we are wanting you to join in our conversation. We're talking about what makes a great relationship. What's your secret to have made it work? I don't care if it's been a year, if it's been five, if you've been married 60, let us know what's made your greatest relationship work out so well. We went through a list and did any of your viewers, so Davison is uh, streaming live on YouTube, by the way, if you want to follow her, her YouTube account is Davison Video One. We're live right now. And if you want to check her out on Instagram and TikTok, it's Davison Video. So did anyone say anything on your stream? Uh, well, the one uh, gentleman in Frayne, he said that what made his greatest relationship the greatest was that they had different interests, that they weren't the same. Okay. So she brought something different to the relationship table. So we have, um, a, I've been basing this conversation on a Psychology Today article uh, that came out in early September and they had a laundry list that Davison called it, you know, awareness of um, the values in the relationship, commitment, a time commitment, um, lifelong learning, a sense of purpose, not blaming each other. Uh, a willingness to seek outside help when needed, making the quality of the relationship a high priority. This is all on their list. By the way, they, um, in uh, the Psychology Today article is referring to 50 couples who were interviewed. And these couples were said to have exemplary relationships. And basically, they uh, shared their testimony. Um, they said that they were committed to listening, bringing full attention to interactions without interrupting, judging, correcting, or advising unless specifically requested. Believing eyes, seeing each other's gifts and beauty and reflecting them back. Equality. True partnerships are non-hierarchical and based on equal distribution of power. Generosity. This refers to generosity of spirit in which one's concern extends beyond one's own needs and desires. Self-care. A commitment to invest time and energy in the relationship without neglecting one's own needs. Humor, playfulness, and fun, making time for play, pleasure, and enjoyment. And gratitude, cultivating and embodying an attitude of gratitude may be the most important item on this list. Not taking your partner for granted, yes. Would you agree with this? Yeah, for do sure. You, what do you think is missing from this list? It's so subjective, right? I mean, I, I, in a way, I think that we all can describe an ideal relationship. 
but we normally don't experience it at its ideal peak all of the time, right? Um, I, I mean... Uh, I would say being considerate and thoughtful, like vulnerability, commitment, generosity, self-care, humor, gratitude are all super important. But to me, if somebody is not thoughtful or considerate, it's 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 such a missing element in a relationship. If somebody is not taking your emotions under consideration or doesn't say, you know what, Davison doesn't like that. Or if you're at an event and, you know, the music's getting loud or you know, th there's stuff going on that you don't know and you you know that that you don't like and your partner knows that you don't like it, but it's their event. They kind of go, you know what, honey, I know you're not liking this. Let's leave a bit earlier. So you're Things looking like that. So you're looking for some self selflessness and chivalry. It's not necessarily chivalry. It could be from either partner. It's okay. that feeling of, you know what, you were supposed to be home for dinner at seven o'clock, but you had a late night. So I'm going to leave the food warm in the oven ready for you when you get home as opposed to yelling at you for missing dinner another time you want somebody that respects you wants to take care of you and you would do the same for them the self yeah like i said not yeah. being selfish being more selfless being how else were you going to describe it no that's what i was going to say but for me it's not just one it's not a female role or a male role it's a it's yeah. what you do like what you bring forward in a relationship and what you bring to the table when you are considerate of somebody else's feelings, I think a lot of this, like if you're being considerate, then generosity falls into place. If you're being considerate, then gratitude falls into place on its own. So yeah. I was just surprised um, for not seeing that on the list. Somebody just texted us saying that loving someone for who they are, not who you think they could be. Exactly. Take them as they are. Absolutely. It falls back to gratitude. Thank you for texting that in. If anyone else wants to join in that conversation, it's 514-800. I want to move on. I want to talk about um, the things that only couples with major age differences know and how much of an age gap is too much of an age gap. Do you have an opinion on this? I think it's very, I'm always going back to it's subjective. It's very individual. What's okay for one person is not going to be okay for another person. That said, of course, it's inappropriate if someone's, say, 10 years older than someone and they're still a teenager. But other than that, above the age of majority, 18, I mean, however you want to let it rock and roll, let it rock and roll. Of course, there's going to be additional problems sometimes or considerations the older a person is like the more of an age gap that there is but that's not always true across the board you can have a crappy relationship with a six-month age difference and you can have an amazing relationship with a 12-year age difference so it's really down to the compatibility I think of the two people in the relationship and then just respecting that there might be generational differences or experiential differences to I negotiate asked, right it's a negotiation i asked this on um my instagram stories last night and we we took an unofficial poll this is definitely an unofficial survey so i asked a question um would you date someone 10 years older than you 61 percent said yes 39 percent said no and then i said would you date someone 10 years younger than you 47 percent said yes and 53 percent said no interesting which i thought was super interesting so I found this report. Uh, it's um, by Dr. Seth Myers. He's a psychologist and he's the author of Overcoming Relationship Repetition Syndrome and Finding the Love You Deserve. <laughs> uh, 
And he says a relationship age gap bigger than 10 years often comes with its own set of issues. While there are always exceptions to rules, a good rule to remember is that dating someone more than 10 years older will present challenges now or later that add to the pre-existing challenges any relationship has. Couples with a big age difference need to think things through or risk finding themselves at conflicting stages in their relationship. You can see varied cultural references, disapproval from family and friends, and perhaps community disapproval as well. Yeah, that's true. It, but I wonder, because I I feel like these this day and age, it's, it's not glorified, but I mean, back in the day with Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore, now with Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas... Um, or even Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. She's, I believe, three years older than him. It it's, seems like it's more common. It's not as odd or surprising to see her, Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa. Yeah. Um, but I, I wonder, because when you're looking at it now, if a woman is in her 40s and a man is in his 30s, it's very different, I feel, like that gap than if a woman is in her 30s and the man is in his 20s or even vice versa. Have you ever considered dating someone much younger than you or much older than you? Younger, yes. Older, it would take a really special guy because I, I prefer people that still have energy and zest for life. And I unfortunately oh no, have found get... <laughs> that the older men get, a lot of them just get kind of stuck in their ways, dusty. They lack energy. They're not taking care of themselves. It gets pretty depressing with a lot of dudes after 40. Sorry, guys. No, no shade. Well, maybe it's shade, and but it's definitely tea. The T is that I find older guys, you know, but there are exceptions to that. Men who take exceptionally good care of themselves in their 40s that are still, you know, still ambitious, passionate, still have purpose. A lot of people give up in their 40s. I so like I'm more attracted to younger people who still haven't given up, who still have energy, who still want to explore. I, I am an ex I'm an adventurous person, so I want to find someone else who's just as adventurous as I am and who takes as good care of themselves as I do. Thank you very much. The thing that gets me when it comes to a large um, age gap is sometimes not getting cultural references or, you know, the, the whole older guys thing, not taking care of themselves. For me, I find a lot of times, especially in some of the friends I have who are in their 40s, they don't know what's going on in pop culture. Yeah. They don't know. And not that it's the most important thing, but, you know, I am somebody who uses social media you know, not to post the food I'm eating, but just to see what's going on in the world. And I do understand what's going on in the news, but I know what's going on in entertainment news as well. And I don't think that it's airy fairy to know that kind of stuff and to be and to be able to speak about politics and history and topics like this, as well as topics like the Kardashians, for example, that some people find irrelevant. You know, it is relevant when somebody goes to the White House and are able to make policy changes. And if you're not able to hold that sort of conversation and you treat it like, oh, that's conversation for young people, I feel like it's almost condescending. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you should date Ryan Seacrest. He's older. He's still... You need a journalist. You need to date another social media journalist. Paris. Uh, no. That's who you're describing. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I get it. They, they, You want... To, but that's what that psychologist had said. If there's a generational gap, it's an additional consideration that you have to deal with. Absolutely. And actually, I think that it's interesting. We have a list of 25 things that only couples with major age differences know. It, it covers social stigma, mental age... Um, 
you know, is older, really wiser. It covers the gamut. And I'd love to know your take on it. If you are in an age gap relationship or if you've had one, I know there was a gentleman earlier this week, his name was Fred and he said his wife had passed away and she was the older one. And, and he was just saying how amazing his relationship was. So more of your stories, please feel free to text us at 514-800. You're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11 PM. My name is Paris Mansuri. I've been filling in for Dr. Lori while she's been away. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the show. My name is Paris. I'm sitting in for Dr. Lori. While she's away, she's back with you on Monday night. If you want to connect with her, it's at Dr. Lori Batito on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can connect with me at Paris Mansuri on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And in studio with me is Davison. You can connect with her at Davison Video One on YouTube. She's live, streaming live right now. You can watch us behind the scene, or you can connect with her on Davison Video on Instagram and on TikTok. We've been talking about age gaps in relationships. Before that, we were talking about what makes your relationship great. Um, So I wanted to know, Davison, you did have somebody who texted in during your live stream to share their story. Yes, he said, she said, sorry, the man um, I loved the most was 50. I was 22. He was married. He had Oh, wait, no, no, no. Sorry. This is not the right comment. I apologize. There we go. Oh, actually, no, it is. It is part of that. But okay, I'll, I'll start with what I originally meant to read, which was he was 28 years older than me. We made rules while I did. We were together for 11 years before he died today. I've never found another I'm um, that fills his presence. Um, I never buried again. I'm still single. I'm now 60. So um he was married. He had four grown kids. He was starting over. He was acting like a teenager, but we had so much fun together. To sum it all, to sum it all up, it was an amazing life. That sounds lovely. It, yeah, it does. And to miss out on that because just be, if you would have said, "Oh, I'm just going to rule him out because he's 28 years older than me," exactly. That's why you got to keep an open mind. It's about the connection. It's not about the age. The age will present difficulties, but any relationship circumstance will inevitably present difficulties people we're going to go over a list of um, what some of the research has found according to bestlifeonline.com uh, on our text though uh, on our text board at 514-800 somebody says my sister will soon celebrate her 40th anniversary with a man 12 years older so what's the big deal producer david foster is 70 oh, yeah. he recently married a 35 year old woman Catherine mcphee Oh, I didn't. I Oh, yes. I, I, I sort of knew that, but I didn't know that. You knew that. I you saw the that. pictures. I, she looked beautiful. Of course. Um, of course. <laughs> what else would we expect I of a Hollywood couple? Well, um, speaking of Hollywood couples, there are many who have age gaps, but we're not basing it on that. A lot of real life normal couples have age gaps in their relationships. And Best Life Online has put together a list of the 25 things only couples with major age differences know. I'm going to go through this jump in at any point if you guys agree or disagree with any of these things let us know you can text us at 514-800 so the point number one is social stigma does wear you down 
A 2006 study found that people generally disapprove of relationships in which one partner is significantly older than the other and that the social dis disapproval does have a negative impact on the relationship. However, it also found that marginalized partners appear to compensate for investment deficit by perceiving the quality of alternatives to their current relationships as poor, thus bolstering commitment to their current partners, which means that while knowing your friends and family are judging you undoubtedly takes a toll on things, once you consider what life would be like with someone else your marriage gets even stronger so that's part of one um number two it says your mental age is more important than your chronological age which you yeah which is which i keep repeating <laughs> absolutely the older you are the easier it gets research has found that the age gap between 20 year old and 40 year olds can cause more issues than the age gap between a 50 year old and a 70 year old the theory <laughs> is that this is due to the vast gulf in life stages among the former group if one person still wants to go out all the time and the other is in a phase of their life where he or she wants to spend more time at home this can cause problems those potential issues issues diminish with age however but i feel like that could happen at any age there are plenty exactly. of 20 year old homebodies who don't want to go anywhere and there are plenty of 40 50 60 year olds who are you know get, like dr Lori, for example she talks about being in her 50s she is constantly on the move traveling doing things exactly. so you cannot pigeonhole. Uh, it's best not to think about it too much. Reddit uh, On a Reddit thread, couples with major differences uh, said, there's really not much of a difference other than the fact that my twelve, uh, my husband, who is 12 years old, is way more mature than You're anyone else I've older. dated. You said 12 years old. Sorry, 12 years <laughs> older is way more mature. Older doesn't mean wiser. Somebody uh, was quoted in saying, my husband and I are 19 years apart. We were 21 and 40 when we started dating. It works because I gave up the notion that because I was older, I knew better and how to love or guide a relationship better than him. And this is from Carol, who's 54 years old. Um, sexual differences matter. It's not so different from a traditional relationship. It can make you feel younger. Which is a good thing. The kid's question can be an issue. At least he can still get it up if he's 20. <laughs> Not if he's 50. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry to all you're the 50 being... year old men. I'm very ageist. I'm very intolerant of older no, men. No, you're it's being starting... very controversial tonight. <laughs> very controversial. Um, another person said it's easier. That's another fact on the 25 list. It says it's easier to date an older man. I'm not sure, and I would love to know if anyone agrees or disagrees with this. Text us at 514-800. It feels horrible to admit, but studies have shown that women are happier with older male partners and the other way around. The theory behind this is that from an evolutionary perspective, women are more prized for their looks, which are thought to decrease with age, whereas men are valued more for their resources, which typically increase as they get older. I don't know how I feel about that one. How so? I mean, it's stating the obvious, and this is, you know, based on research and studies, but, you know, there are plenty of, of women now. I mean, Carol, the previous uh, person who was quoted in the same article, I don't think you can generalize as much as you could maybe 50 years ago. Well, yeah, society has evolved, and as technology evolves, we're, we are going to be living longer and longer, and we're going to be able to rejuvenate ourselves, so the rules are going to change yet again. So nothing is permanent, nothing is set in stone, so roll with the punches and find someone compatible and make it work. The, the, the thing that matters the most is that you both want to make it work. That's the voice of media producer and host Davison. She's in studio with me. We're talking about age gaps in relationship and the 25 things only couples with major 
age differences. No. Next on the list is women who marry older men aren't necessarily troubled. Doing things together is important. There's truth to the old rule. And I'm going to get to what the old rule is coming up. You're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m. talking love, sex, and relationships. My name is Paris Mansuri. I'm filling in for Dr. Lori, who's been vacationing. She's back in studio with you on Monday. Until then, we're going to keep talking about age gaps uh, in relationship. I have a few more things on the list to go through. And then after that, I want to find out if you think jumping into a relationship right after a breakup is a bad idea. This is Passion on CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the show. We've been spending the hour with Davison from Davison Video One on YouTube, Davison Video on Instagram and TikTok. We've been talking about uh, the 25 things that only couples with major age differences know. And before the break, I mentioned the, the old rule and somebody um, shared the old rule. The rule is um, that when you're dating someone younger, you divide their age in half and add basically you divide your age in half and add seven to it and that's the minimal age that you can date i don't know <laughs> i don't agree with any of these silly rules they say that it's harder on women who are who are older than on their partner uh, if you're in an age gap relationship you're in the minority the stereotypes are really unkind you have to ignore the haters empathy is the key the age gap could actually work in your favor it says the research on this is conflicting. One recent study found that a 10-year age gap difference makes you 39% more likely to get divorced than if you had no age difference at all. But even the authors of the study admitted that this doesn't necessarily mean the age gap is the issue. Mm -hmm. It could just be that the types of couples with those characteristics are the types of couples who are on average more likely to divorce for other reasons. And the lead author is Hugo Mylon. Uh, there's another study that found that age gap couples reported higher levels of relationship satisfaction, greater trust and commitment, and lower jealousy levels. Given the lack of concrete evidence and the number of factors that go into making a marriage work, there's little to suggest that age gap plays much of a role in your likelihood of divorce. It just seems like there's conflicting reports. Um, another thing that only people in age gap relationships might experience Understand. is that you might not get each other's references. There you go. Having common interests. Uh, having a sense of humor about your age gap. It's not an easy decision, uh, but they say it could be the best one you ever make. And the final point is that age gap doesn't matter. Experts say when it comes to marriage, the important thing is to have the same core values and to be a good team. So while being in a marriage with a big age difference may come with its own unique set of challenges, as long as you pick the right person, there's nothing preventing you from making it for the long haul, which is what Davison's been saying. That's what I've been saying. I'm preaching the truth, people. So now I wanted to talk about something I'm excited to talk about. Jumping into a relationship right after a breakup. What do we like? Generally, we've always been told, it seems that you should take your time. You find can... yourself. Don't jump into anything. Do you, what do you think? Because apparently... You can never plan when you're going to meet the right person. 
I mean, if you can take your time, yes, please get over your ex before entering into the next relationship and using that as a rebound. But if you meet the right person four, five, six days later, 10 weeks later, go for it. I don't, again, there's nothing is set in stone. Yes, but yes, try to get over your previous relationship before starting a new one. So I just found this article on the BBC. It's based on very recent research. This article was posted on the 25th of September. What was that? Two days ago. And it says there is a stigma associated with moving on quickly, but the evidence suggests that this might actually be the best thing for us. So why does the stigma persist? How should we navigate a rebound relationship? And what are the risks of finding someone similar to a lost love? And it says people who start new relationships quickly have better romantic life feelings, says Claudia Brumbo. She's a psychologist who studied adult attachment at City University in New York. Uh, she did describing a study where she assessed the psychological well-being of people who had recently broken up. She says they felt more confident, more desirable, more lovable, possibly because they had proven it to themselves. They had more feelings of personal growth and independence. They were more over their ex. They felt more secure. There were no cases of people who were, um, sorry, there were no cases where people who were single were better off. So staying, according to this research, staying single doesn't mean that you're better off. And Brumbau, who's, you know, the lead author on the study says, on average, people think you should wait five months before entering a new relationship and that rebound relationships will not last as long. But this is just what people think, not what the data says is best for us. And a survey of people whose relationship had recently ended, people who quickly found new partners reported higher self-esteem and well-being and feeling less anxious their relatively uninterrupted relationship status allows their lifestyle to flow smoothly as they transition from one partner to another can i say something yes please, please do the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else and that's what this all <laughs> proves so this does go on though if you want uh, further detail like i said it's a bbc article it talks about a post-breakup relationship could be the best thing for us it was published two days ago it says however quick rebounders also tend to be people who had issues with insecurity in their previous relationship it might sound contradictory that people who feel insecure also have higher self-esteem but it could be a result of measuring feelings of insecurity in a relationship which is coming to an end, which is logical if you can sense that things are not going well, and then measuring subsequent growth in self-esteem after finding a new partner. So this resonates. Yeah. Um, there was something else that was also brought up. It says, uh, this is another researcher. It says, um, it's by Ty Tashiro. He says, people sometimes inflate these evaluations to buffer their self-esteem. A breakup might hurt your self-esteem, but if you tell yourself you're more independent, it counterbalances that. You might not actually be more independent, but you feel better about the fact that you've been dumped because you feel a new sense of independence and growth. Tashiro's studies while working at the University of Maryland, show that finding a new partner in the time since breakup had no effect on growth scores. So taking your time to get back into the dating scene is not necessarily going to leave you better off in terms of your self-improvement, and you might be tricking yourself into thinking you have grown anyway. If you want to read more, his name's Tai Tashiro. He's the author of The Science of Happily Ever After. I think there's an illusion out there that people even grow on the regular at all. It's like, oh, I'm going to be my, my best self next year. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, I, I really discovered myself and resolved all my previous issues. No, you didn't. You so didn't. You Unless just, you life really... moves on. You slowly change. 
you don't need to, to take a breakup as a period of self-growth unless it was highly traumatic then yes you are going to inevitably grow and change from it get therapy get help address exactly. the issues and really do work on yourself but it's not the time lapse in between it's the work that you actually do on yourself but you don't always need but i don't think you always need to do work on yourself sometimes it's just incompatibility <laughs> it, it is but dealing with that and realizing that that's what it was and not having any issues or needing you know closure or anything like that and sometimes a breakup is you know not mutual and so if you are the person being dumped but you might actually be better off so dealing with that yeah. Is important as you find yourself. Well, it's that it's also there's a grieving process that naturally happens. Sometimes there isn't. Yeah, sometimes there isn't, right? Usually, it's all relative. Everything is subjective. <laughs> it's all relative. It's a crapshoot. Uh, What's not relative luck. is that it's at, it's over. Yeah, we're already. already at the end of the show. Davis, and thank Man, you for joining. You're breaking up with me already. <laughs> thank you for joining the conversation. Thank you to your viewers on YouTube. You can connect with Davison at Davison Video One on YouTube, Davison Video on Instagram and TikTok. And as I've been doing while I've been filling in for Dr. Lori, every night we end with a quote, and tonight is no different. It's a bit longer tonight. It's a bit of a story, but hopefully it'll resonate. It says a child on a farm sees a plane fly overhead and dreams of flying, but a pilot on the plane sees a farmhouse and dreams of returning home. That's life. Enjoy yours. If wealth is the secret to happiness, then the rich should be dancing on the street, but only poor kids do that. If power ensures security, then officials should walk unguarded, but those who live simply sleep soundly. If beauty and fame bring ideal relationships, then celebrities should have the best marriages. Live simply, walk humbly, and love genuinely all good will come back to you. That's it for me. I want to thank you guys for tuning in, for allowing me these past two weeks and for sharing in the conversation. Our technical producer, Aaron Lakoff, thank you so much. Dr. Lori is going to be back with you on Monday. You can connect with her at Dr. Lori, at Dr. Lori Batito on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm Paris Mansuri. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well at Paris Mansuri. Stay tuned for the news and have a great rest of the evening and a great weekend. And remember to fill your life with passion.